Welcome to the Close Knit Podcast, a podcast that aims to hold space for conversation to be had about the ways we use fiber to process life and world events. Hi, it's Ani Lee, the host of the Close Knit Podcast. I, like you probably are, am taking just each day at a time and trying to process our current reality. A few days after the shelter-in-place ordinance began in the Bay Area, I started turning more heavily to my knitting, finding myself really drawn to things that provide me comfort, and I started to wonder if others were doing the same. Then I remembered that, in fact, I host a podcast where this is the entire subject, conversation about the ways we use fiber to process life and world events. And this is a time of unprecedented processing on a global scale. What this made me think of was how podcasts and radio shows sometimes have the host asking people to call in and answer a specific question. So I reached out to the close-knit podcast community, former guests on the show, to see if they'd be interested in speaking to what this time has meant for them in their lives and their businesses. I posed the questions, how are you using fiber to navigate this strange time? If you are a fiber-based business, how are you being impacted if you are comfortable sharing? And how can members of the Close-Knit Podcast community support you in this time? You'll hear from Annie Crane, Tal Fitzpatrick, Jewel Christine, Brandy Harper, Sarah Donu, Diva O'Neill, Hanalisa Haferkamp, Mandy Cordell, Liz Spencer, Aaron Sanders-Head, and Stephanie from the Social, Social Justice Sewing Academy. I can't tell you how warm it made me feel to hear the voices of all of these friends of mine, some of whom I haven't gotten to physically speak to since we recorded. Hearing their voices was like a balm for my tender heart right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Close Knit Podcast. there, it's Annie Crane. During this unreal new reality, fiber has been a guiding post for grounding myself and my family. My husband and I are both navigating working from home while also caring for our two-year-old. It's exhausting and the days can blur to a point that we often forget to do what makes us feel centered and happy. I've been turning to my fiber practice as a way to check out, but also invest in some me time. Fiber is also so ingrained in our lives. It's the clothes that we wear that allow us to feel comfortable and the blankets we curl up with on the couch to watch a movie with our daughter. It's easy to take fiber for granted, but when we remember how integral it is to our daily lives, it can be quite grounding and help us slow down and give into the comfort it offers us during this time. Hi, my name is Jewel, and my fiber-based businesses are North Knits and our Maker Life, which I am the founder of OML. So how am I using fiber to navigate this strange time? I'm definitely using fiber as a place of purposeful peace and intentional understanding, even amid all the uncertainty um, that this epidemic has brought to our world. I live in Chicago, and there's about 3 million people here in the city, not including the rest of the people in the state of Illinois. So um, to say that we've been heavy hit by this epidemic has um, 
certainly been something of truth. And social distancing and self-quarantine is really um, something that you not only just read about in the news, but, you know, I can see it here in my home, um, in my neighborhood, and it's very important. And because of that, I feel like being in the house and cabin fever and all of that can be a very, very well, real thing. So learning how to find this intentional balance between going out of my home and um, doing social distancing, going for walks, going for runs, but also finding purpose and intention in my home. And I do that by picking up my yarn and thinking about patterns. And I've been recording YouTube tutorials and going live and encouraging other people to knit. Um, I've had a chance to encourage thousands to pick up their knitting needles and and try this craft or to pick up their crochet hook and try this craft and um, it it creates this really never really had or expressed um, feeling in me to know that there are so many people out there who are beginner knitters and crocheters um, are people who have always maybe thought about trying knit and crochet and just never had and being able to encourage them and inspire them to pick up the art. Um, It's also been something that has just really been helping my mental and emotional. Um, I think I am certainly a person that um, like many of us, I'm sure can relate to, to quickly say, I'm very, very busy. I don't have time to do this or that. And sort of what was our normal life before, you know, what I like to think of as this new normal kind of world that we're in. And now I'm really being challenged, self-challenged in particular to say, well, I think I do have time. I do have time to um, just try a new stitch. I do have time to work on a new pattern. Um, I do have time to work on my blog. And this experience is making me think about and examine a little bit more really this aspect of time and us feeling that we don't have enough of it. Um, 24 hours has definitely been able to stretch (laughs) um, a little bit more since all of this has happened in such a strange time. And because I do have a fiber-based business, I am being impacted um, by this epidemic as person on the OML team, we recently announced that our event, which was to take place in July of this year, where I was really looking forward to connecting with 250 other people um, here in the community who have such a creative passion for the fiber-based business as much as I do, really looking forward to attending the OML event this year. However, in lieu of events, we decided to reschedule and postpone our event to take place in Portland um, on the West Coast next year. So certainly some impact there, but you know, there's been so much just support and love for what we're trying to do because it's certainly something that even from um, you know, a business owner perspective, um, I'm living through this experience too, and it's a lot of uncertainty. And you know, when you sort of have to navigate that with something that's your business, um, certainly, you know, more feelings of uncertainty and fear and um, confusion can come about from that. So, being and seeing and feeling and knowing that there is just so much support and understanding, and that we are really all in this together makes me just feel good and it makes me feel proud to just be human (laughs) and to just be you know a part of such a a great and wonderful community 
And I think that members of the Close Knit podcast could support me um, just by doing what you guys are, I am sure without a doubt, already doing. And that's just to continue supporting our community and, and showing love and showing goodness that I know inherently is within all of us. And, you know, just to, to, to just show love of mankind, whether that be by social distancing or quarantining or again, encouraging someone else to try knitting and crocheting or a myriad of other aspects of the fiber-based business um, that is, is out there for us to do because it is something that's mentally and emotionally relaxing and it gives us something to do with our hands. So, you know, supporting um, the business person next to you, supporting that small business, and even if that's as much as just being there to cheer them on and say, hey, I don't know how this is going to play out. You don't know how this is going to play out. We can do what we can do and be there to support each other through this, you know, very strange and uncertain time. Hello, everyone. I am Brandy Cheyenne Harper. I am a knitwear designer and pattern writer and teacher living in Brooklyn, New York. Hi, Annie. I'm so happy you put this together for us. Um, and I'm really excited to share a little piece of my world with you during this time. I hope it brings you comfort. Fiber has always been one of my touchstones, you know, when I'm inspired or looking for ways to escape. And I've been working on a pattern book inspired by revolutionary women of color and self-care. So I've just been spending this time designing and reading and getting to know myself better as a Black queer woman. Um, I was also instructed to self-quarantine because of my asthma, so I've pretty much been stuck in a house for three weeks, which is not the worst scenario, I know. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. Um, and now in light of corona, there's like this ever-present reason to use knitting as a way to manage my fear and anxiety around what is happening. And, you know, I work full-time at an organic food co-op alongside selling my creative work, so I'm considered an essential worker in New York. Um, and so I am really deeply worried about my coworkers, about around my family um, who are continuing to shop there, and just in general, all the essential healthcare workers. My mother's a healthcare worker. She's a nurse. She's working with um, people who are now dealing with corona. So there's a lot of fear right now for me, um, not only around my own health, um, what could happen to me if I contract coronavirus, but also around my family and friends and co-workers who are like on the front lines. But generally speaking, my creative work hasn't been impacted yet. Classes later this year are still scheduled and I'm still collaborating with companies on a few projects. I was asked to teach a online, you know, online classes for a vo virtual Vogue Knitting Live. Uh, so I hope to see some of you there if this comes out before that happens, which is May. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Brandy Cheyenne Harper and reach out if I can support you in any way. I wish you good health, light, and love. Virtual fist bump. <laughs> Brandy. Hello, close-knit community. This is Sarah Danu from Danu Organic. We make healthy clothes inspired by the beauty of natural things and sewn from the highest quality organic plants that can be grown. Right now, our entire collection is made from Sally Fox's color organic cotton that grows naturally a brown color, and we work with plant-based natural dyes as well. Wow, the past month and a half has been really intense for Donu Organic. At the beginning of that time frame, 
I was just getting no orders and investing a lot of money and finances felt really tight then. So I um, took a little part-time job pouring coffee to help fund the work that I was doing. And a couple weeks later, I couldn't keep up with the amount of orders I was getting for Donu Organic. So I've just been through like some pretty big lows and highs before coronavirus came and started affecting my business and everybody else's. So when uh, coronavirus first came to be here and started impacting um, life in America as we know it, my partner and I made a decision to move from the Bay Area to our sailboat in San Diego because our apartment lease on a little sublet was up at the end of the month and previous plans had to be canceled because it was no longer safe to travel. So we um, self quarantined a little early um, because we both have some health issues underlying that put us in the slightly immunocompromised area. Um, So we just wanted to be proactive there and everyone should be staying home anyways. So we moved, packed up all our possessions. And I share this just because my business is so small. I'm a one woman show. So when my personal life gets flipped around, my business life gets flipped around and vice versa. Um, and so I only had time to put my inventory in storage in the Bay Area before coming south to San Diego. And I thought I'd be reunited with it in about a week, but it looks like that is not going to be the case. So right now I cannot ship out orders. I had several pieces in production in my sewing factory in the San Francisco Mission District. And they are shut down until April 7th, so my release schedule is going to be delayed. Um, But that's okay. I'm really grateful that my factory is taking time to be healthy and safe and completely above board and paying people well. So sometimes our timeline is not the world's timeline, and that's that's fine with me. Donor Organic has always been a really long-term commitment for me from the start. My goal is to create this market for these plants that have the ability to heal our soil and heal our bodies as well by wearing them. So this is a lifetime project for me and hopefully will continue beyond my lifetime. So come recession or boom, I want to be there. And I have never ran a business in a recession before, so I'm probably going into that a little bit uh, rosy-eyed, but we'll just see. I'm watching, I'm learning, I'm reading. One way that you could really be there for me right now would be to go find me on Instagram, Danu Organic, D-A-N-U Organic is my handle, Um, just to tell me you're there and you care about this sort of thing because it's easy to feel a little low and just giving me a follow to say, hey, I see your work would be really amazing and I would appreciate you for that. Thank you, close-knit community. Personally, I have pulled out my bag of projects, which includes uh, some linen that I bought years ago. And I'm looking forward to sewing a linen skirt for going around our sink um, in the sailboat that I've been meaning to do for a long time to block the view of the trash can. And I'm finally planning to finish those cushion covers that are currently just wrapped around the cushions that we sit on to eat dinner, a lot of projects, all sewing projects um, that I've pulled out and set aside for myself in these slower times. Really looking forward to doing some of that. It's been 
peaceful to drop offline for me lately because I can only take in so much and maintain my curiosity. The moments that I feel most alive and creative are the moments that after I've been alone for long periods of time. Um, so dropping into a fiber project for me, be it working with the clothes that I'm creating through Donner Organic or little projects like that at home is a really powerful tool for me as it is for probably a lot of you. Know that we are connected in that wherever we are. Thank you. Hi, this is Diva from Phaedra Clothing. In this new and strange world we are living in, um, my studio isn't at my house and I've been self-isolating for a few weeks. So there's no machine sewing for me. I usually make around 10 or 12 garments a week with my big industrial machine in a little studio in the centre of my city. But I've been forced to stay here for now and I've turned to using wool, which has been such an incredible opportunity to slow down. And um, I made my first pair of socks in the last few weeks out of this bright yellow wool. And I also have darned two jumpers with like 20 patches and an old 70s wacky wool blanket that I've been meaning to darn for years. And I'm waiting for more sock wool to arrive so I can start a new pair. Um, I have been loving it. It puts me in this really unusual and wonderful state and very much a novice still. But I'm focused very mildly and I'm very calm and I can also take in the surrounding world a little whilst I go and it's a very gentle integration into my environment and a way for me to sit still, which I am terrible at doing. It's a very pleasant and satisfying task and much slower and quieter than I'm used to and I'm really grateful for that in this time. I feel like I need a bit of peace for my mind. Once I'm done with the quarantine, I can go back to my studio on reduced hours and start sewing again, which will feel really good, like a little delightful slice of normality. And I've actually been really bowled over and overwhelmed by the support of the customers right now. Um, I'm a really tiny business and the difference between a really good and a bad week for me in terms of money and orders can be like four garments. Um, and people who are financially secure right now have really stepped up and are still buying my pieces, which is incredible. And people are really happy to wait. People have just been really understanding. So yeah, I'm super lucky. I realise that and not everybody is in this situation. So I urge anyone who's had their eye on something from a small maker for a while, and if they're financially stable to kind of take that plunge and make a purchase during this time. It's, yeah, I know everybody's not been as lucky as me. Hi, lovelies. I'm Hanna-Lisa, the founder and part of the head, heart and hands behind Making Stories. We're a Berlin-based independent knitwear design publisher and we publish a biannual magazine full of all things sustainability and knitting. What a strange time we're in, right? In terms of how I'm using fiber or me and my team are using fiber to navigate this strange time, I have to say that um, we all 
And by we, I mean mostly me and Claire, my wonderful companion who does all of our marketing and social media and customer reach outs. And she's wonderful. Uh, anyways, both of us, we find ourselves turning to our knitting more and more and more during this time. Um, I personally find that every single row, every stitch that flows through my hands makes it a little bit easier for me to breathe, makes it a little bit easier for me to be creative, how to navigate this um, both in my personal and in my business life. And it's just one of those very, honestly, few moments that I have right now where my brain feels calm and I feel centered. So I'm very, very thankful for my fiber practice, for my knitting during this unprecedented crisis. In terms of how we are being impacted and um, what that means for us, it's actually quite interesting. Um, as I said, initially, we're an uh, independent knitwear design publishing company with our core product being a biannual magazine. We just launched our third issue um, on March 26th. So in the middle of all of this that we're in, we decided or we had, we had planned a launch um, and a publication like this is in the works for over a year. So there was really no way for us to do anything but launch. And it was quite interesting because part of our sales, a huge portion of our sales come from stockers, wonderful local yarn shops. Um, and uh, the other portion comes from people who subscribe to our magazine or order it directly through our web shop. And where the former, so the stockist orders have gone down significantly, and I'll talk about why in a second. Um, the latter, the orders from our community, the support, the purchases through our community, that has actually increased. And I'm really, really thankful for that. For stockists, it's an incredibly tough time. Brick and mortar shops have had to close, I think, almost everywhere around the world. And a lot of local yarn shop owners, um, for them, it's tough anyways. Brick and mortar is tough. Brick and mortar in the fiber community and the knitting community is also really tough. So I really, really feel for them. And we've been doing them wherever we can to support them, starting from sending them download codes to digital copies that they can share with customers who've purchased um, the magazine from them, but are not able to get it because of shipping restrictions, or maybe because they were quarantined, to adding a page to our website where we at any sales that they have going on, special offers like local delivery. And yeah, that is really something that I am very passionate about helping them make it through. Because for us, as I said, our community showed us how much they value us also in terms of sales quite recently. And um, that's it's it's a wonderful feeling. And it's something that I'm very, very thankful for. As for how that's going to look like in the next few months, we're moving into a global recession. I think that's quite certain by now. And this obviously also means that a lot of us will have a lot less money available to spend um, and will be more mindful with their purchases. So I'm really not sure what that means for us as a publisher. Our next issue is coming out in September and usually we have quite good sales between issues as well. Um, so we'll just have to see how that's going to be. Thankfully, all of our 
publications, especially our magazine, is available both in print and digital. And what we've already seen is that a lot of the knitters um, have purchased digital copies, be it through Revelry or be it through our web shop. Um, and they've switched from physical products to digital products. So I'm quite thankful that we have that option um, of pointing people towards the digital versions of what we do. And I'm also honestly quite thankful for actually running my own business in this time because because I find it very challenging. I'm not going to lie, but I also find it easier for us to navigate and change as we need because we are small, we are nimble, we can be flexible. And I think that's really key during these times. As to how members of the wonderful Close Knit Podcast community can support us in this time, I'm not going to lie. Purchase something from us. If you're a knitter and if you have a little bit of financial wiggle room, we would very, very much appreciate if you purchase a digital copy, say, of issue three of Making Stories magazine. Or if you have a little bit more financial wiggle room, you can also go for a subscription. Um, that uh, is one of the most immediate ways that you can help us build up some financial buffer during this time. Other ways that you can support us is by by supporting our wonderful stockists. If you are in need of yarn, check with your local yarn shop. And no matter, honestly, whether they're a stockist of ours or not, they really, really deserve our support, as do all other small businesses out there. So this is also a pledge, you know, and, and a plea for you. Um, if you have the means, continue shopping at the small businesses that you've been supporting. Check in with them. Even if they don't have the web shop, often they will take o orders over Instagram or through email, check in with your local cafe around the corner. I just placed an order for uh, for a cake with the wonderful cafe that we usually go to on Sundays. Um, and they have like takeout cake now. So, so just things like that. Do support those small businesses. You have no idea how much even just a few dollars or a few euros will mean for them right now. Um, all of this is obviously rooted in the privilege of having money. If you don't, there are a myriad of ways that you can support, um, well, us, but also other small businesses as well. Just spread the word, um, share whether you're on Instagram or have a newsletter or are just talking to friends, share which small businesses you love, um, share what they're doing at the moment, just spread the word, send them a little email, a little love note, Honestly, like every single smile that you put on our faces helps us get through one of those tough days. So notes from people who love what we do are very, very much appreciated during these days. That's all from me. I'm signing off with this. I'm sending you, everyone who's listening, all my love, very, very positive vibes. I hope you're safe. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. Um, and I hope it continues to stay that way. And signing out with this, this was Hanna-Lisa from Making Stories. Bye. Hi, my name is Liz Spencer and my business name is The Dogwood Dyer. I am a natural dyer and an educator in sustainability and textiles and fashion. And since the pandemic has begun, I've been full-time at home with my two young children I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old, and my five-year-old had been in school in kindergarten, but now, of course, he's home with me. 
and we've been spending a lot of time as much as we can outdoors. And uh, one of the things that we've really loved doing is painting together outside. It's not specifically fibers related, but because I am a natural dyer, I love making paints with my kids from natural things like uh, berries and barks, flowers, uh, food waste, like onion skins, and uh, making color so that we can create together. And that's been really wonderful. Um, and we've also done some dyeing together. Um, oftentimes, you know, just as all kids do, my kids are constantly staining their clothes. Um, and so we've been dyeing uh, some clothing. I have a uh, immense pile of stained clothes that we've been working our way through steadily to overdye and get as much usable life out of our clothes as possible and to mask all those stains and make our clothes uh, bright and beautiful again. And because of what I do, primarily most of my income comes from teaching workshops and teaching others how to naturally dye. And all of my workshops have been canceled and or postponed. So my income for the foreseeable future um, has ceased. But I guess one way that um, anyone could help me is I've been cracking away at um, a natural dye kit and hoping to launch in about a month so if that seems appealing, you're more than welcome to add your email to my newsletter list for notification of when my kit launches. It's going to be a natural dye kit that's kid-friendly, um, something that you can do. Um, I mean, it's for adults as well, <laughs> but I've intentionally designed it to be something that, um, that young people can do uh, too. And I've tried to design it as eth to make it as ethical and sustainable as possible with organic flowers grown in America and organic materials and um, really detailed and precise instructions that are also beautiful. And so once that launches, um, hopefully can be, bring a little bit of joy and color, uh, something that people can do at home. And uh, all of that, you know, you can add your name to my newsletter on my website, thedogwooddire.com, and then also I'll be posting about it in the coming future on my Instagram as well, the Dogwood Dyer. So thanks again, Ani, for providing this opportunity to connect and to bring a little bit of therapy uh, via fibers. My name is Aaron Sanders Head, and I live in rural Alabama in a small town called Greensboro. Um, I'm using this time to try to sink into my surroundings a bit more and really try to honor nature as much as possible since for me time spent outdoors is really what's getting me through this my partner and i have dyed with indigo that we grew here in our home dye garden we've made acorn cap ink we've made vine charcoal and we've done all of this without buying any supplies just by either foraging outside or utilizing materials in the backs of closets and tops of shelves and things like that I think that most fiber artists have enough fiber content to last through several studio practices, and I'm really trying to test that and try to utilize materials that I already have on hand. The majority of my income comes from leading workshops, and most of those have been canceled for the foreseeable future, so I'm trying to pivot to online sales, which is something that I've wanted to do for a long time anyway, and people have been really receptive towards that so far, which has been really nice to see. I think people don't quite realize how much small purchases from individuals can really add up for artists and help them come out on the other side of this. 
I think the artists are having to experiment and introduce income streams that they maybe hope to unveil with more time to plan or had never planned on introducing at all. So I think it's really important for patrons and audiences to be patient with people and to be receptive and try to support artists monetarily as much as possible right now. I'm also very worried about the rural South where I live. So much of what people are having issues adjusting to during isolation are things that people in the rural South deal with during good times, like food insecurity or job insecurity, um, lack of sufficient health care, misguided governance. So you can kind of imagine how that gets compounded in times like this. Um, I hope that the smallest kernel of this terrible ordeal can turn into an empathetic perspective for many people um, who have never had their way of life challenged. I think that one of the most helpful things folks can do right now is to allow their perspective to be shifted towards maybe one of a bit more empathy um, and maybe try to see this from you know a different point of view. And if possible, please support rural healthcare providers as much as possible. Hi, my name is Stephanie from Social Justice Sewing Academy. I want to discuss how we are using fiber to navigate the strange times during COVID-19. So we have partnered with several community organizations in the creation of masks. We are specifically working to provide masks for first responders as well as at-risk organizations such as the homeless shelters and domestic violence community. We have also partnered with some community organizations to create therapeutic art kits so that vulnerable adults who are sheltered in place will have some form of catharsis for their emotional stress and trauma during this time. As for how members of the community in the knit podcast could support us we would really appreciate some outreach at this time in securing exhibits as well as workshops as most of our work in the community is halted g'day my name's tal fitzpatrick i'm a melbourne-based artist and craftivist and uh yeah covid's hit our city as well i had so many really exciting projects lined up for the next six months including public art festivals like next wave uh and public talks and workshops in different cities across the country and all of that um has had to be changed i'm lucky enough that i'll be able to continue to deliver some of my projects so looking at digital ways that we can connect and make together and um, still use textiles as a way to talk about political and environmental and social issues which are (laughs) just as important now as ever as we find ourselves in this time of great difficulty and great need. I guess if people want to like stay up to date with what I'm doing Instagram's the best place to find me. I'll be working with the Centre of Democracy in Adelaide to adapt a project called Stitch and Resist to this kind of new world. So people are welcome to um, jump online and check that project out. Um, It should be an interesting way for us to all connect. Hi, my name is Mandy Cordell and my company is Cordell Studio. Like most of the world, we are currently sheltering in place, taking things day by day, and working through the crazy range of emotions. I've been using fiber as a medium, as a companion, a therapy, sense of purpose, and a creative outlet. For the first time, I'm pushing myself to work on projects that just feel good in the moment and give myself the one luxury that we have during these strange times. 
and that's time itself. Most of the time, my creative process has been hindered by the notion that you must have an outcome, that it must result in something productive. I've allowed myself to play with illustration again, started to learn to macrame, and have begun a quilt for some friends that are expecting their first baby. This pandemic has affected all of us in one way or another. My business has essentially been put on hold. Our new store, which opened November 30th, is closed. We are unable to ship our spring deliveries, even though 50% of the production has already been paid for, and we're unsure of how to proceed with our production or development for the rest of the year. In a way, it's been okay to hit the pause button, but I'm also extremely scared to think about the mounting debt we'll return to once things open back up. But for now, I'm just thankful that we're safe, we're healthy. I'm quarantined with my partner, who's my best friend. We've got our two kitties and dog. I just hope that everybody else is able to be with the ones that they love during this time. If anyone in the close-knit community would like to support us, thank you so much. We do have a GoFundMe page. The link is in our Instagram profile. All the proceeds for that will go towards our rent, payroll, and utilities for the next three months. And we're also selling gift cards, which is extremely helpful for us right now to have some kind of cash flow coming in. So thank you so much. Just want to remind everybody and myself that we're not working from home. We're at home during a crisis trying to work. So sending lots of love to everybody out there, and I know we'll get through this together. And in the meantime, just be kind to yourself. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. All of the websites and social media accounts of the guests you heard from today will be listed on the show notes on closeknit.com.au and on Patreon. If you're in a comfortable spot and you want to support the Close Knit Podcast, you can do so by becoming a friend of the Close Knit Podcast on Patreon. This special community keeps this podcast going, and I am exceptionally grateful to them for their ongoing support. Thanks for listening. Till next time.